The book of Joshua is one of conquest and victory. Yet above the violence and war, you'll see that faith remains a constant theme throughout its story. I mean, in fact, one of the biggest stories of faith, possibly one of the biggest in the whole Bible, lies within chapter 2, which I'll deliver all you need to know in this brief message today. This is Manna, where you'll find inspiration, persistence, and hope with God. Here's the setting for you to imagine. Joshua and the people of Israel have come to the edge of the Promised Land. They've crossed over the Jordan River and they've been told by God that he will be with them and he will help them take over the land which God has promised to Abraham. I'm sure you'd be pretty excited and confident right about now. In fact, I'll share with you exactly what God said to Joshua in the beginning of the book right here on the screen. No man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I have been with Moses, I will be with you. I will not fail you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall give this people possession of the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. So God has made it clear to Joshua and the people that he's bringing them into the promised land to possess it. But the story isn't going to develop that easily. The problem is there are already people in the land. So Joshua sends two men, spies, to scope out the land, specifically the great city of Jericho. Now, I've just set the table for this story, so now let's eat. You won't believe how things play out. The two spies traveled to Jericho and lodged in the house of, get this, a prostitute named Rahab. However, some found out that the Israelites had sent out spies and reported it to the king of Jericho. The hunt was on. The king sent word to Rahab saying that she'd better out the men who had come to lodge with her, and probably quickly. Think about this. You're Rahab. What would you do? These guys preparing to take over and kill everything in your town. The king himself knows that you know where they are. Yeah, you might be thinking it right now. Rahab could have easily given up the two men. She could have simply given them over to the king and maybe, just maybe, would have even been rewarded for essentially saving the city. Yet, her response isn't at all what you'd expect. Instead, this is what she does. Read this. But the woman had taken the two men and hidden them. And she said, yes, the men came to me, but I did not know where they were from. It came about when it was time to shut the gate at dark that the men went out. I do not know where the men went. Pursue them quickly, for you will overtake them. But she had brought them to the roof and hidden them in the stalks of flax which she had laid in order on the roof. Instead of giving the two men up, she protects them. Can Rahab get an amen? Yes? Good. Leave it in a comment. I answer all of them. The question is, why would she do this? Why wouldn't she just give them up? In the verses that follow, she explains to the men that she knows who they are and that she knows that the Lord has given the land into the hands of the Israelites. She tells them that she's heard what the Lord has done and asks that they protect her and her family when they take over the city. The two spies, they promise that she'll be protected and they go on their way back to the people. 
Now, don't get me wrong, this is a great story. It's amazing to see how Rahab puts her own life and livelihood on the line for these two men that she doesn't even know. However, there are some additional things never mentioned about this story that you should know. God is teaching you three specific lessons through all of this. Are you ready? Of course you are. Number one, Rahab's story doesn't end there. It gets better. After being preserved from the conquering of Jericho, Rahab and her family actually were incorporated into the Israelite people. She then went on to father Boaz, remember him? And all the way down her family line, guess who? Jesus was born. Take a deep breath. God took a prostitute from Jericho and used her to bring about the line of the Messiah himself. You think I'm crazy, right? Read for yourself. Salmon was the father of Boaz by Rahab. Boaz was the father of Obed by Ruth. And Obed, the father of Jesse. Jesse was the father of David the king. If you continue reading here at Matthew 1, you'll see that her line continues all the way to Joseph by whom Jesus was born. How amazing is that? You may be thinking right now that your past might be bigger than God's saving grace. You hear people saying things like, just ask God for forgiveness, or there is grace at the cross, but you still think you don't know what I've done. You don't understand what I've been through. You think your sin is bigger than what God has planned for you? Rahab is a prime example that should be changing your mind right about now. Rahab lived a life of sin. She was a prostitute by trade. You have to know that there is a reason the scripture points this out. It's to show you that it doesn't matter who you are before meeting God. God can use anyone from any background to accomplish his purposes. Even you, my brother. Even you, my sister. Your past is not bigger than God's plan. God can use you. You just have to ask him to and let him when he does. Number two, the power of testimony. When you look at why Rahab did what she did in this story, you'll see that it was all because of the testimony she heard of the Lord. If you missed it, here it is again for you. Now before they lay down, she came up to them on the roof and said to the men, I know that the Lord has given you the land and that the terror of you has fallen on us and that all the inhabitants of the land have melted away before you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea before you when you came out of Egypt, and what you did to the two kings of the Amorites who were beyond the Jordan, to Sion and Og, whom you utterly destroyed. When we heard it, our hearts melted, and no courage remained in any man any longer because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and earth beneath. This testimony that she heard compelled her to believe in the Lord of the Israelites. You have to remember that your most powerful tool for telling people about God is your testimony of what he has done in your own life. Never 
underestimate your power of testimony. Number three, the importance of faith. Really, this story is all about the faith that Rahab put in the Lord and the real and true God of the universe. In fact, her faith is even recognized in the famous Hall of Faith in Hebrews right here in front of you. By faith, Rahab the harlot did not perish along with those who were disobedient after she had welcomed the spies in peace. The key to the story, brothers and sisters, is in her faith. You have to remember the importance of faith in your relationship with God. God calls you to have faith in him just like Rahab did in Joshua chapter 2. He calls us to step out upon the waves and trust that he will carry us. How is your faith walk going? Take some time today to spend with him and check in on your faith. Let's pray. God, we thank you for who you are and for the fact that we can have faith in you in every circumstance we find ourselves in. God, we believe, but we ask that you help our unbelief. Help us to put more and more faith in you each day rather than ourselves or in the world around us. We ask all these things in your mighty name. Amen and amen.